Welcome to the Creativity and Soul podcast. My name is Jade and I'm an art therapist, healer, and creative coach. My job is to help women heal and expand into a life that is creative, authentic, and fully embodied. In this space, we explore the powerful intersections between art and psychology, creativity and mental health, and between our humanness and the soul. You ready? Let's dive right in. Okay, guys, today we are talking all about the role of the nervous system, why it's important, why I feel like recently there's been a lot of dialogue around the nervous system in the mental health self-development space. It's because it's crucial. (laughs) The nervous system runs the show. The nervous system is the key to healing. So everything that we've talked about previously or that I've talked about in terms of talk therapy and why talk therapy never worked for me and why I see so many clients come to me saying that they've been in talk therapy for X amount of time, years, months, however long, and they just feel like it's not working Um, or they feel like they logically understand things, but they are just feeling triggered in the same way. They're stuck in the same emotional cycles. Nothing is actually changing that much. Why? It's because a lot of therapies do not address the role of the nervous system. And I'll also add here, we've talked about this in the healing episode where I talk about what what healing actually means. A lot of... um, the dialogue even in the medicine, general medicine, physical healing space where we are actually talking about biology and the systems in the physiological systems in our body, people just don't talk about the nervous system enough, right? And it's only in the last, I would say, 10 years with the work of maybe 20, but with the work of, you know, Bessel van der Kolk and Peter Levine, um, only has, you know, and other experts, of course, Gabor, Gabor Matei, um, has this conversation around the nervous system and healing your trauma really has come into light. All right. So today we're going to just go through really quickly, as quickly as possible. I want to keep this bite-sized and accessible, the role of the nerve system and why it's important. All right. So to start with, what is the nervous system? The nervous system is, like I said, it's a biological system in your body that literally runs the show, all right? Your nervous system connects your mind, your brain, everything that's going on in your brain, down all the way through the the vagus nerve, which is the longest cranial nerve in your body runs down your spine, through your organs, into kind of like where um, your pelvis is. All right. And the thing to know about the nervous system is that there are, it's a very complex, it's a very complex system. Today, we're going to be talking about the autonomic nervous system. There is the somatic nervous system and the autonomic nervous system. And the autonomic nervous system is the branch right? That dictates your involuntary actions. So what does that mean? Your involuntary actions are like the day-to-day functions of your body that you don't generally think about, right? So um, your heart rate, your posture, 
your blood pressure, how each of your organs are functioning, your heart rate variability. I think we already said that. Um, all of that, how you're sleeping, you're blinking, your um, the way the, the way your like your your muscles and your legs are twitching and moving, right? Everything that your body is kind of moving in an autopilot every day is run by the autonomic nervous system. Right. And so when we talk about um, trauma healing and the nervous system, we are talking about the autonomic branch. Right. And now, now that we know that there is the autonomic branch that, you know, dictates your involuntary actions, we have to understand that there are two branches that come off of that separately. There is the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. So there are two branches that go off of the autonomic system that we talked about. I hope you're still with me. So your sympathetic nervous system is your fight, flight, freeze, fawn response. It is the part of your nervous system and the response, the physiological response that gets activated when you are in danger, when your brain perceives you to be in danger. To get really specific, this happens when your amygdala, which is a part of your brain, um, the very, in the very primal part of your brain, that perceives threat and danger. So when your amygdala perceives you being in a situation that is unsafe, that you um, are overwhelmed in, that you might need to run from, whatever that might be, it will send a signal down down your vagus nerve that we spoke about, the longest cranial nerve, to your sympathetic nervous system that will cause a physiological response in your body, releasing hormones such as cortisol, adrenaline, um, epinephrine, norepinephrine. And these are basically like a combination of, of stress hormones and chemicals that flood your body and cause you to go into a response where you are in total survival mode, right? That can look like um, that can look like your pupils suddenly dilating, your blood pumps faster, your heart rate goes up, you become very like single focused, right? So you know if you think back on, I mean for me personally, something that uh, I've talked about this so much, but something that I'm still working on and that I spent so much of my life having a deep phobia of is public speaking. So public speaking and the advent of it sends me into an extreme, extreme fight or flight response. It completely triggers and activates my sympathetic nervous system because I have some trauma around public speaking. So what happens when I get you know, up on a stage or not even up on a stage, but even if I like am in a classroom and I'm about to raise my hand, and I need to speak or I'm called on by a teacher. That, that was a situation that would like send me into a nervous state back in the day. What would happen? Uh, I would sometimes black out. My hands would go completely clammy. I could feel my heartbeat just like beat out of my chest. I could feel my heart like ring in my ears sometimes. I would go dizzy. I would get vertigo. Sometimes I would lose feeling in my legs. Right, and this, you know, this was an example of fight or flight for me. And, um, you know, everyone has different triggers. Everyone has fear around different things. And so have a think about 
how your nervous system reacts in certain situations. When do you feel like you go into a fight or flight response? Have a think about that. It's, it's a good thing to reflect on as we do this trauma healing work because the trauma healing work is all about regulating those emotions and expanding your nervous system to be able to not be triggered in that same way for your sympathetic nervous system to not be um to not be out of control in the same way that's what the nervous system healing is right so the first step is to that you could do is really just to reflect on that a little bit how does fight or flight feel like for you when where are there situations that trigger it okay so where was i we were talking about the sympathetic nervous system yeah so um uh, like i mentioned we've talked about the sympathetic on the other side there is the parasympathetic nervous system and this is the branch of your autonomic nervous system that is activated essentially when you are not, (laughs) when you are not in sympathetic, when you are not activated, when you are not triggered, when you are not stressed. So other, you know, other terms that people use to talk about the parasympathetic nervous system is it is the rest and digest. It is the feed and breed. This is the physiological state when your body and your cells are able to repair. The parasympathetic nervous system, it kicks in when you go to sleep essentially. When we meditate, that helps. When we are feeling relaxed in our own space, when we're feeling safe, when we're in a, you know, even when we're in a social situation with people who we, we love or we feel comfortable around and we feel safe around, our parasympathetic nervous system can, can be the dominant um, physiological, like nervous system response in our body. And it's, a lot of the work that we do around trauma healing and around nervous system healing is to allow you to become more conscious of what, what first of all, what your sympathetic fight or flight responses feel like and how you can bring yourself, bring yourself and create control in shifting into parasympathetic, shifting into that safety So that's what a lot of, you know, that's what the outcome of trauma healing is to do. It's to give you agency and control and the tools after we've released all of the trauma stuck in your body to give you the tools to come back to, to be able to come back to your parasympathetic nervous system where your body is actually in a healing mode, right? In a calm healing mode where you feel good, where you feel whole, where you feel in control of your emotions, where you're not impulsive, right? where you're creative, where you're in flow. Coming back to the parasympathetic nervous system is what allows you to do that. And yeah, a lot of the healing work is, is training, training yourself, building that muscle to, to, to be able to hold that space for yourself because so many of us are, are stuck in this survival mode nowadays, frankly. Um, I guess we can go into this point now, like, you know, I see two issues that come up in terms of, you know, nerve system work and trauma healing nowadays, two, two main issues. And the first thing is that um, most stressful events in our lives nowadays, whether that be 
Uh, whether that be having a toxic boss or, you know, being overloaded at work or having um, a difficult, challenging period with your partner at the moment or, um, you know, not being able to juggle your responsibility with kids and work and family and all this stuff, having a fight with a friend, whatever it may be. Um you know, these stressful events, which are validly stressful in our lives these days, they actually send our bodies into fight or flight. Because when we perceive anything as stressful, as triggering, and we don't have control over our nervous system, and we haven't learned to regulate it, your amygdala will, will inevitably send your body into fight, flight, freeze, fawn. And, you know, that, that mechanism, like we said, is there in our biology to help us survive, to help us run from a tiger back in the day, right? To, to help us run for our lives, to help us fight in, in war. <laughs> but most of us these days don't need to be running from our survival when we get a um when we get a triggering text from our boss or our boyfriend right so what happens is that we are experiencing way more stressors than the average person was a hundred years ago or a thousand years ago right so our bodies are constantly being overloaded with stress hormones all the time and this is i would say everyone including myself and I also want to add here that it's it's not even necessarily about, it doesn't have to be, how do I say this? It doesn't even have to be situational stressors that is causing our bodies to be in like a chronic, constant fight or flight. Like think about the fact that we spend so much time on our phones or that our, you know, our WhatsApp and our iMessage is constantly buzzing beep after beep after beep we wake up every morning a lot of us with like a blaring alarm to make sure that we can get up at 6 a.m for work even though we're exhausted noise pollution on the street right hearing a car honk behind you uh watching the news every day if that's a part of your routine right the the news can be like watching the I don't actually watch the news anymore because it I've realized that it completely stresses me out and it it sends me into um honestly it sends me into a fight or flight and it makes me yeah it puts me into a bad state so I don't watch the news anymore but I know that you know for example like my partner you know like checks his phone for the news every day and watches the news every morning and and that stuff you know it's become so much a part of our our day-to-day life, but that stuff causes us to be in stress all the time. Whether you realize it or not, whether you're conscious of it or not, whether you believe it or not, it does. It does. And our bodies are not adapted to be, like not adapted and evolved to be in as much stimulus as we are these days, right? These mechanisms, our nervous system mechanisms are there have been there to protect us in severe situations right it's a very primal um 
bodily mechanism that we have. But most of us are not living primally anymore. Right? So we are just being overloaded. And so to that, I'll also add second point, second issue is that we are so stressed out from little things, little micro traumas. And of course, a lot of us are also carrying trauma and stress and overwhelming repressed emotion from larger traumas in our lives, unique larger traumas. And it's all being held in our bodies. Bessel van der Kolk is, I think was like the, um, he wrote the seminal text, body, the body keeps the score. His argument and his point, scientifically backed by science, and now is the basis of somatic therapy and the work that I do as well. Your body, physical body, holds your trauma. The trauma that you realize you have and also the trauma that you don't believe or realize that you have. So how does it hold the trauma? The trauma is the repressed emotion. It's all the stress hormones that you were flooded with. It's all of the fragmented memory that is created when you experience trauma. What trauma essentially is, is that it is, trauma is an event essentially that causes you to feel so much emotion and so much unsafety and overwhelm. Usually it's a traumatic response occurs when you are in a situation where you experience more than three emotions at one time. And because of that, like your experience of your reality and the situation literally splits, it gets fragmented. And so it gets stored in different parts of your body, your body, your cells, your organs, your mind in different parts. And it's completely incoherent. And just think about it. Like you have all of this stuff, all this fragmented chemical emotion, energy, all in your body pent up over years from your childhood major traumas, minor traumas, the micro micro traumas of your boss sending you that toxic text every day, having to meet deadlines, being overwhelmed, all of that stuff. It gets built up in your body, right? And we hold it there. Just hopping in here to let you guys know that really exciting. I am hosting a free live trauma healing workshop come mastermind on the 6th of April. Thursday, 9 a.m. Hong Kong time, which translates to the 5th of April, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you are going to be learning my unique three-pillar methodology to healing trauma so that you can finally release all that is holding you down and come home to who you truly are, mind, body, and soul. I am so excited for this Workshop and Mastermind. This event is going to be for you if you feel like you've tried everything in the self-development world but you, aren't, you haven't been seeing sustainable progress, if you are feeling currently stuck in your healing journey, if you are wanting to connect with yourself on the deepest, deepest level possible, your soul level, if you are feeling stressed, overwhelmed, fatigued, disconnected in any way, or if you are just interested in learning more about trauma healing, this is the event for you. I am so excited to see you in there. Sign up. The registration link, all the info will be in the show notes. So click in, sign up. Replay will be available for you if you're not able to make the event live. I can't wait to see you in there.
So we need, the solution is we need to move it out, right? Because it's stuck in there. The solution is to move it out, to release the energy. We have to complete the trauma cycle. So Peter Levine um, wrote this beautiful book, Waking the Tiger. And in it, he gives this really important example of animals in the wild who, you know, when they encounter a near-death experience in the wild, there have been videos taken of these animals. And when they are injured, wounded, they go into a trauma response like we would if we were to be in a car accident or if we were to um, experience something like experience a sudden trauma. What happens at the, is that these animals, they start to shake and tremor and tremble uncontrollably. It's a primal instinct. And why do they do that? They are moving the energy, all, that, all those stress chemicals that were flooded in. We're all animals, so we react the same way as, as these mammals do in the wild. All right, these stress hormones that have, they, they've just been flooded with, they shake and tremor and move, essentially move really quickly to let that energy out. All right, so that's how they complete the trauma cycle. And you'll see when these animals, once they kind of, kind of complete that cycle, when they've done, when, once they've done, once they're done tremoring, they'll just walk away completely fine. They'll stop and kind of look around and just walk away. The thing is, as humans, we are, first of all, not taught that that's important. So you see someone after a car accident and they're shaking and they're, you know, it looks like they're shaking in fear and they're trembling. And what you have to realize is that they're actually, that's a part of the trauma cycle. Like by shaking and tremoring, they're moving the energy out. You know, when we see someone we love going through a traumatic event and they are in a trauma response, especially someone that we care about, someone that we love, someone that we know, we're going to go over and comfort them and hug them and, 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 and tell them, you know, to, to tell them it's okay. Like you, you can, you can calm down. You don't need to be shaking. Like it's, we, we, we try our best to, um, get people out of that fear state as much as possible right? It's only human instinct to want to comfort. But when we do that, we actually cut the trauma cycle short. And what happens is that those energies stay in your body. And when those energies stay in your body, they accumulate over and over and over, over the years, and it builds up, builds up, builds up. If you do not release it, if you do not have the education and the resources to know how to process your trauma, it will start to manifest in emotional, mental, physical symptoms in your life, right? A lot of the chronic disorders, the diseases that we see are, are rooted in trauma. This is now scientifically backed, scientifically understood. And that's why we, I talk so much about somatic therapy in my work I don't think I've mentioned it too much on the podcast yet, but it is a big, big component of 
the healing work that I do with my clients, the trauma release work. Somatic therapy is the number one major way, major thing one needs to do in order to release trauma. And I think that, first of all, not even I think, first of all, everyone has trauma. Therefore, everyone should be engaging in in some kind of somatic release, somatic therapy, somatic work if you are in, you know, if you are in your self-development journey. And so trauma starts in the body and must be healed through the body. And that's why, like I said before, a lot of the traditional therapies, more and more we are learning, um, like talk therapy, CBT, DBT, narrative therapy, um, are really important frameworks, but they do not effectively heal trauma. They do not release trauma. They can allow you to understand your trauma, but they do not allow you to release your trauma, which is what you need to actually heal, actually heal physically, mentally, and emotionally, and spiritually as well. So to end this episode, I wanted to give you guys a a few um, a few ways that you can start to implement body-based work in your life. Uh, I want to mention first that I do actually share a lot of different somatic flows and somatic exercises on my Instagram. Uh, so if you are interested in, you know, having uh yeah having these tips and like bite-sized pieces I would definitely check my Instagram out I am at yourpiece.art and yeah just follow through some of the exercises there and that'll really help you that'll really help you um, move some of the energy out especially with like specific themes I have some like somatic exercises for self-love some somatic exercises for grounding feeling into your body um, etc. So check out my Instagram for that kind of content. In addition, I will also say that um, exercise simply movement exercise really helps. So get moving, um, allow yourself to sweat, and of course, you know, um, do exercise that feels good for your body. For some people that might be weightlifting, you know, it might be like really, really high intensity exercise. Of course, always do that in moderation. But for some people, it'll be that. Um, For some people, it'll be intuitive dancing. For some people, it'll be yoga, right? Whatever feels good in your body and allows you to move and like shift energy through. You know what I mean when I say like shift energy through. You can just feel... When you move, you can feel energy just emanate out of you, right? You're like you're like transmuting energy from your body out. When we move, when we dance, when we lift, when we stretch, whatever it may be. So move. Breath work. Start doing breath work. And breath work doesn't need to be complicated. You do not even necessarily need a you don't even need a breathwork coach or anything like that to do simple breathwork. Obviously, if you're going to be doing complex breathwork me- like methods, you need a practitioner to hold you through that. But try b- box breathing. You know, try really simple breaths with your in your own time with yourself, where perhaps you are inhaling for four seconds, holding for four seconds, and then exhaling for four seconds or eight seconds. Right. Just explore different ways to regulate your breath and focus more on the exhale 
when you want to work on um, like breath work for nervous system regulation, your exhale is where um, your exhale is where your parasympathetic nervous system is activated, which is the rest and digest, which is the you know the calm mode that you're in. Right, so f- do breath work. Focus on the exhale. Last little thing I'll say is just to allow yourself to feel into your feelings. With trauma, with the emotional work, what I have found, and I know that this applies to my clients, many of my clients, is that uh, many of us are just, oh, I don't even want to get into this too much, but many of us are just conditioned or programmed to believe that that our feelings, our, our feelings, our emotions, our traumas are not deserving to be healed or are not worthy to be heard or expressed. And so we repress a lot of our emotions because we're taught that sensitivity is weak, right? Or we're taught that crying means that you're weak. And I'm here to say that that is all bullshit first of all that is a social construct (laughs) and that is just so wrong um emotions are a part of being human it is the most beautiful thing in my opinion about being human and being in this body and only in feeling your feelings and allowing the energy of your emotions to flow through you do you first of all, process your trauma and re- like allow your body to be in flow and allow your emotions to be in flow and your energy to be in flow, right? In feeling your feelings, you heal. But also, in feeling your feelings, do you actually experience joy. I don't know if that makes sense. Let me rephrase that. Only when you are able and have the capacity and allow yourself to feel the darker, quote-unquote, darker emotions of grief, sadness, anger, despair, whatever it may be, only in having the capacity to hold that can you have the capacity to hold the high, high, high vibrational emotions of joy, love, bliss, ecstasy, pleasure, gratitude, right? So remember that if you want to heal, if you want to feel whole, if you want to feel expansive and and good in your body, if you want to feel pleasure and joy and love, you also have to give yourself permission to feel the depths of what's what's within and what you're holding within that's just a part of that's just a part of the process there's no it's inevitable you know there's no avoiding that all right so ending on that note um i hope this was an informative episode on the nervous system I feel like this is something that needs to be shared again and again and like everyone just needs to everyone needs to learn about the nervous system because it is honestly the root 
<laughs> nervous system dysregulation that is often correlated to trauma that we're holding in our body is at the root of, I want to say, 90% of the disorders and the diseases that we see <laughs> around us. <laughs> It's an accumulation of trauma, accumulation of literally like, think about the word disease, right? Like, what is it? It's dis-ease. It's, it's, it's an accumulation of, of, of years of lack, of having a lack of ease creates disease. Disorder. Years of a lack of order in your body in your mind, creating disorder. Okay, so with this episode, make sure you share this and, you know, listen to this, come back to it if you, you know, really want this information to, yeah, to really sink in. I know with, yeah, well, with a lot of educational jam-packed information like this, it can be hard to just process it all in one go. So I really, really do suggest coming back to it. And like I said, share this with your friends and family. I think it's something that is so important that we all understand and know more about. So with that said, I will see you in next week's episode. And yeah.